In the name of the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 21 people, 19 of them young children, were killed in Uvalde, Texas, a week and a half ago. Days before that, 10 people, all of them black, were killed in a racist hate crime in this state. Unless we forget, amid our never-ceasing news cycle, 4,000 Ukrainian civilians have been killed so far in Russia's unjust war in their country. All of this and more has me feeling like it would be great to ascend where Jesus is, above the mess and the heartache and the bloodshed of our world, so plagued by sin and death. But on this great feast of Pentecost, we're reminded that Jesus did not ascend to heaven to escape from earth, leaving us helpless and hopeless. He ascended so that he might fill all things with his powerful spirit. And that is just what he's up to this morning for those who will receive it. His spirit of sacrificial love, redemptive love, is being poured out afresh today. And the spirit of the crucified and risen one wants to draw all people together under his banner of peace for the healing of the nations. That's what's going on in our reading from the Acts of the Apostles, the spirit of the ascended Jesus drawing the whole world to himself. John's gospel says, I, when I'm lifted up, mean to draw the whole world. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Pontus in Asia, we could go on, we just did, and well done, those who uh, stumbled or actually eloquently said those names. People from all over the world being drawn together by the spirit of the crucified and risen Jesus. That spirit is hovering over the chaos of our world, yearning to make all of creation new. That's what the spirit does. Remember your Bible, Genesis? The Holy Spirit hovers over the turbulent waters, the chaotic waters, and creates this beautiful world. But this good and beautiful world, the place where humans are made in God's image, where humans are rightly related to God, it very quickly becomes broken in the biblical narrative when we turn our backs on God and on each other. But God never turns his back on us. That's the story of the Bible. A relentlessly loving God who never gives up on us or on our broken world. Instead, God keeps pouring out the Spirit, which is to say, pouring out God's own life, longing for covenant partners to enter into relationship, to respond in love, and to take responsibility for God's life in our day, in this world. God never retires to the heavens, leaving us behind, hopeless and helpless. No, God pours himself out, filling the earth with his spirit. Now, the Bible calls this spirit Ruach, you have to kind of go at the end of it, Ruach, 
Did anybody do Hebrew this morning? I don't know that we did. They could tell me if I'm saying it wrong, but ruach. It means energy. It means energy. But it takes, you know, a bunch of English words to try to get at the fullness of the meaning. So think for a moment about wind that, you know, moves the leaves on the trees. Conjure up a picture of that. The wind moving the leaves on the trees. That wind is ruach. Now take a deep breath and really fill your lungs. Actually do it. You feel the air? That is energy and vitality that you feel in your body. That is ruach. This is the word used in the Bible to describe God's personal presence, God's energy. Just like wind and breath are invisible, so is God's mysterious spirit. And we know that wind can be powerful. So it is with the spirit. Breath sustains life. So it is with God's spirit, sustaining all things. But when a world turns in on itself, when it becomes broken with humans unleashing chaos and evil through injustice, the creative and beautiful work of God's ruach, it's stymied. It hits a wall. So where can we look for signs of the Spirit? Any number of places, but I have to choose one. It's a sermon. We can look to the Bible and look to the stories of the prophets. Israel's prophets filled with the ruach of God so that they could see history and they could see human affairs from the perspective of God, from the perspective of truth. And from that vantage point, they give a word of comfort for people who are afflicted. And they give a word of judgment for the oppressors and evildoers. Remember that part of the creed that we say every Sunday when we are affirming and reaffirming our faith in the Holy Spirit, we say that the Spirit has spoken through the prophets. God's Spirit, God's energy filled the prophets with wisdom to speak a word of truth, and they become God's covenant partners. And they tell us in the biblical story that the Holy Spirit is going to come into our world and so transform the human heart to love God and love one another that a whole new creation will be restarted. The Spirit's going to be poured out on all flesh and enter into the human heart. And then the story unfolds, the Bible unfolds, and the lens zooms in on a Jewish teenage girl named Mary, a covenant partner, open to the Ruach of God, so receptive to God's energy, so open to God's life that the word of God can take on flesh as her son, Jesus. And at the beginning of his ministry, he's baptized. Remember that? He's baptized, and the Holy Spirit rests on him like a bird. What's that about? The story is telling us that the spirit at work in Jesus is going to be about the work of new creation, hovering over the waters. 
Jesus' life is so transparent to the life of God that to see him is to see God. See our gospel reading today. Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So it turns out that God does not retire to the heavens, unconcerned about the nightmare that we see in this world and in our country, leaving us helpless and hopeless. Instead, God enters into our world, enters into the mess, the chaos, to restore it to, original, to its original goodness, you know, to recreate all things in his outpoured redemptive love. So if you want to know how God is remaking the world, look to Jesus as we find him in the Gospels. What is he doing? Healing people, forgiving people, creating life where there is death. So when our broken culture of sin and death and guns puts an end to his life, Jesus' life, the powerful, energizing Ruach of God raises him from the dead and destroys death. Easter morning becomes the second Big Bang, the creative act of God bringing life out of death. And today, here in this church, that energizing, death-defying spirit of Jesus is upon us like a rushing wind. So Charlotte, Lewis, and Ruth are being joined to Jesus in his resurrected life. And today they're sealed by the Ruach of God, a sign that all things are being made new. We might want to flee from this world full of tragedy, but God is right here with us in spirit. And he has new covenant partners in our midst, right here. These little ones need us to show them the beauty of the baptized life. They need us to take responsibility for God's life in our day. These beloved children coming to the font are nothing short of signs of the new creation, signs that God's spirit is on the loose and means to make all things new under the banner of the Prince of Peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.